0: Welcome to In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard. Great to be with you again. Boy, we got a lot to talk about this hour here, Michael. We do. There's a lot going on. There is. I'm not yeah. looking at the list of things we should talk about. I don't know if we we'll get it all in or not, but first of all, congratulations on the release of The Nazarene. Thank you. 40 Devotions on the Lyrical Life of Jesus. Your newest book is available on the web. Yeah. This is the first book like this I've sort of
1: done, and if this works... I can do these for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I hope it works. It's, careful it's es- careful it, what you say. <laughs> it's essays based on song lyrics. This is 40 of them. I've got 400 more songs to write essays on. So okay. uh,
0: We'll yeah, expect you, another book next week then. Um, I could do it next week if you want it. <laughs> hey, uh, also in the category of news is we have a new relationship with the CSB Bible. We're very yes. excited about this with LifeWay.
1: Yes, the Christian Standard Bible, uh, it's um, it's actually a project that I was privileged to work on. I was the stylist in the project, and so I got to work with the scholars who were doing the translations, went to the meetings, saw their uh, their commitment. At one of the meetings, uh, some of the guys actually wept. They were so oh. feel, feeling the... the, the you know the burden and the responsibility of doing this translation. So mm-hmm. I think it's a remarkable translation. Those of us that are NIV people, and most of us uh, are, a lot of us are anyway. The wonderful thing about CSB is it doesn't read like NIV, so you don't think you know what the next verse is going to say, and so mm-hmm. you really do listen. Yeah, uh, and it's based on some newer scholarship, which is good too.
0: It allows you to hear this the scripture in a new tone, a new uh, new way, doesn't it? Yes. So, yeah. And yet, it's still very true to uh, to the original. So, yes. All right. And I well. can
1: tell you, I can tell you, a wonderful bunch of scholars uh, I, I met and came to know. Most of them, and, and uh, they are the guys that you would want handling these manuscripts and
0: translating for you. Just a sweet bunch of believers. Well, we are very pleased to partner with the CSB Bible yes. now. So, yes. hey, uh, also as a part of that, we are now a part of the Lifeway Podcast Network. We may have people listening to us right now who came to us through Lifeway. So, if you are uh with us because of that, welcome. Wow, I didn't know that. That's new. I'm just hearing that for the first time. <laughs> I I try to keep you up, but I guess <laughs> uh, Joe is our producer and he's he's been keeping me up on all these things. Uh-huh. So, but it's very exciting. It really is. And we're getting such great feedback from listeners. For those people who are leaving reviews online, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, um, we're going to reach back in time in the second half today to that moment when Gordon Moat joined us in the studio. And uh, you don't want to miss the music coming up in the second half of the program. But yeah. in this first half, Michael, we're going to have you sing a song, and then we'll hear your Bible teaching at the uh, Biblical Imagination Conference recorded in Manchester, New Hampshire. We're going to pick up in Luke chapter 15. The story of the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. Michael's going to teach on that passage coming up in a moment. But first, he sings for us, Jesus, lover of my soul.
2: Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly While the nearer waters roll, while the tempest still is high Hide me, O my Savior, hide Till the storm of life is past Safe into that haven guide O receive my soul at last Other refuge have I none Hangs my helpless soul on Thee Leave, O leave me not alone Still support and comfort me All my trust in Thee is stayed all my help from Thee I bring Cover my defenceless head With the shadow of Thy wing. Thou, O Christ, art all I want More than all in Thee I find Raise the fallen, cheer the faint Heal the sick and lead the blind Just and holy is Thy name I am all unrighteousness Sin am I, Thou art full of truth. found, grace to cover all my sin Let the healing streams abound Make and keep me pure within Thou of life, the fountain art Freely let me drink of Thee Spring Thou up within my heart Rise to all eternity Rise to all eternity
1: Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. See, so what's Luke doing? He's giving us the context. He's giving us what happened that called forth the parable. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So there, that's the setup that called forth this parable. Oh, get this. This is one of the teaching of one of the uh, the Pharisee teaching. Let not a man associate with sinners, not even to bring him to a knowledge of the law. I know, it's cold, isn't it? That's right out of the Mishnah. So Jesus told them this parable. Parabole, it means to throw down. Balo is the word for to throw. So where we get our word ball from. Parabole, throw something down. So Jesus is going to throw down a parable. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Um, My note says the lostness of the sheep equals its value. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Okay, so that's the first segment. Uh, The the parable is very structured. There are four parts. Something's lost, it's sought after, it's found, and there's rejoicing. Okay, that's the the structure. But in the First two parables, he tells parables with missing pieces. When he says, there's more joy, rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. Who repented in that story? Did the sheep repent? Who (laughs) repented? So he brings in this idea of repentance and it's not part of the first parable and it's not part of the second parable either. So I, I think he tells parables with missing pieces because if you're listening closer, you're going, you know, repented. Who repented? Okay, see if, that, see if that works for you. So we got 100 sheep. We got 10 coins. We got two sons. So the, it's just brilliant structure. I mean, I know Jesus is you know, the son of God. I know all those things about him. But he's also brilliant, right? He's an elegant storyteller. So, uh, verse 8, so suppose a woman has 10 silver coins. And loses one, part one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? She seeks two, and she finds it, three. And when she finds it, she calls her neighbors and together says, rejoice with me, four. Um, I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angel of God over one sinner who repents. Huh? Huh? Now we get to the real, the real business. And, and remember, uh, in verse 1, we have tax collectors and sinners, and we have Pharisees. That's the crowd. So remember, one of the ways that parables work is the process of identification. So here it comes. I don't think anybody identified with a sheep or a coin yet. But they're start, it's going to start clicking here. So Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. The younger son would have gotten a third of the property. The older son would have gotten two thirds. That's how it works. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off on a distant journey uh, for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. It's, uh, the, another way to translate it, he was living unsavingly. After he spent everything there, there was a, a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out, and that word for hired is, is the word that we get the word glue from. He attached himself. It's kind of interesting language. He attached himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to, to feed pigs. Now in Judaism, that's as low as it gets, Right? I'm a Jewish boy. I'm feeding pigs. Only it's going to get worse. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods. These are carob pods. With the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Okay, so um, there's a Jewish saying that says When Israel is reduced to eating car- the carob tree, they will repent. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here, I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, I'm going to practice this little speech, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. I suggest to you that the sincerity of his repentance is not profound. Why is he going home? He's going home because he's starving. I, I think the, the, the image of him practicing, practicing his speech that he's going to tell his father, I think that it's a hint of the fact that he's just hungry. He just wants to go home. Okay? The point is, the, 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 the quality of God's forgiveness isn't dependent upon the amount of our sincerity. All God wants you to do is come back. If you'll come back, he's going to receive you, and there's going to be great rejoicing. And of course, there there are some people who seem to be more repentant than others. But I think even if it's just a matter of, look, I'm starving. I need to go back to my father. You know, God's not going to say, oh, yeah, you're only here because you're hungry. Ah," You know, God's not going to do that. He's going to say, you're back. In fact, we're going to see exactly what God would do, because the father in this story uh, is God. Yeah, my my note says the, the repentance is based on knowing his father. The older son doesn't know his father. Okay. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, which implies he was waiting for him. He's looking for him, yeah. He saw him and was filled with hesed, compassion. See, Another definition for hesed is, it's when the person from whom I have a right to expect nothing gives me everything. This boy has no right to expect anything from his father. He gave him his inheritance, right? Certainly not his father running to him, but hesed is always over the top. So, And listen, it's going to be another list. Listen to the list that the father does. So he's filled with compassion. He ran to his son. The the, uh, Talmud says... He who draws near to me an inch, I will draw near to him a mile. He who walks to meet me, I will leap to meet him. Okay? So he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And the, the, the grammar, he, he kissed him again and again. So he's he going to start to get his speech out, but he's not going to get the whole thing out. The son said to him, Father... I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. We know from the rehearsal that there's more to it, but he gets interrupted. But the father said to his servants, Quick, listen to the list. Bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his fingers, sandaled on his feet, bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and alive again. He was lost like the sheep and like the coin. And is found. So they began to celebrate. There's the parallel. They're rejoicing. He gets found and they celebrate. And those marks of having ring, a ring and a robe and sandals, what that means is you're a free man. You're not a slave. He comes back and says, look, I'll be your slave. And he's not going to be received that way by his father because that's not how God is. Okay? So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son... Uh, was in the field working, right? Of course, it's his field now because he owns two-thirds. He owns what was left, he owns. When he came near the house, he heard symphonios. Where did we get our word symphony from? He heard orchestrated music. There is a band playing. He came to the house. He heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come. He replied, your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. Now, I'm a Pharisee, and I'm listening to this story. I'm sitting next to one of the sinners. Well, I wouldn't be sitting next to him, right, because he's unclean. I'm standing close by, and who do you think I'm going to identify with? It's going to be the older brother. He refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered, his, he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving. So the question is, who's the real slave? Is it the young son who comes back and says, look, I'll be your servant? Or is it the older brother? He's got, he's got the slave mentality. Why? Because it's based on what I do. Everything's based on what I do. Well, the younger brother knows I've completely messed up my life. It's not based on what I do. It's based on how loving my father is, right? It's not even based on the sincerity of my repentance. It's just—it's all his chesed. It's his grace to me. That's who he is. I came home because he's my father, right? Okay. This is this is a wonderful uh, revelation of what, what God's really like. Uh, I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me a skinny young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, what is that? He's not going to say my brother, right? But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, there is nothing about a prostitute in the early story. He just put that in there, right? Uh, Comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, you're always with me. And this is literally true. Everything I have is yours. Because he divided his property. The two-thirds he got. This father has nothing left. Everything I had is yours. But we had to celebrate. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost like the coin and like the sheep. And he's found. Okay? Wonderful... uh, Wonderful little illustration of the heart of God in that parable. Any questions? I never thought of this
3: before, but as you were describing it, I found that the first one, it was one sheep out of a hundred. The second one, it was
1: one coin out of Mm ten. And the third one, it was one person out of two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it focuses in, yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. You know, and people, we will go on seeing things in this parable as long as we look at it. You don't, that's another thing about parables. You don't squeeze them dry. You think, you, know, you think you've squeezed them dry and there's some whole other aspect that you haven't seen. Yeah, Shakespeare's not like this, by the way. When they compare the Bible to Shakespeare, Shakespeare doesn't do this. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's a good insight. It, it's a funnel down to the two, you know, the two sons. But one's lost and one's found. Just like the coin, like the sheep, yeah. But, yep, yep. And, and the one who repented, what did, what did repentance look like? It just looked like coming home. You know, again, I, I, I don't want to beat this horse to death, but it, it's, I question the sincerity of the repentance of the younger son. I'm not saying he wasn't repentant because he came home, but he didn't come home because he was sorry. He came home because he was hungry. And I think that's reflected in the parable. I don't think I don't think I'm I don't think I'm making that up. Not that I wouldn't. Not that I'm not above making stuff up. But okay.
2: So does repentance require
4: sincerity?
1: Absolutely. Oh. Okay. Re- repentant. What the word repent means to turn around. Um, I
4: should say does forgiveness from God require
1: repentance? Repentance. Re- forgiveness from God requires us acknowledging our sin and, and ch- turning our life around. And I, I'm not saying it doesn't revolve, uh, involve uh, sincerity, I'm but it's not dependent upon sincerity.
0: Have, did that happen here? Did he really repent the, the, the lost son? He,
1: he was sorry because he was hungry. That doesn't
0: mean he was really sorry. Like he didn't have a godly sorrow. He had quite a worldly one.
1: Yeah. But he came home. You mm. did say yeah. he wasn't worthy. Huh? He did, he he did a, say, "Was not worthy?" Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, we got one on that
3: side. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, okay, I, I think it's a hard thing to let go of this idea that that God's God's forgiveness is somehow tied to how sincere I am. I'm not saying that it it it, it sincere my the sincerity of my repentance doesn't matter, but I'm saying the, the the source of of that complete forgiveness comes from who God is, not how sincere I am, and so. I mean, a lot of times when you've sinned, you don't, you don't even recognize the depth and the, the, the lasting effect and stuff. You, how can you understand how horrible, you, but you recognize that you have sinned. I don't know how else to say this. Yes? Uh,
2: isn't that symbolic of uh, how God seeks the broken lives?
1: <coughs> yeah. The, the father was looking for him. And, and
3: I, I wonder if daddy didn't know what, what was going to happen. With who did oh, yeah. When this kid left, oh yeah, okay. he must have said, "Well, he could go one way, he could go another." He'll be back. He'll probably be back, and God yeah. uses circumstances to drive us back, doesn't He? Yeah.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I'm not saying it, or sincerity doesn't matter, but I,
4: I guess I was just, I, I, I'm not trying to make beat this out of something. Or, but yeah. I, you were saying you weren't quite sure that he was all that, you know, repentant, if you will. It sounded like that's what you're saying, and then. That, that kind of, to me, undermines the whole parable a little bit in the sense that God really seeks people to, I mean, not maybe go to the full depth of that forgiveness, but if He was—if it was just because he came back because he was hungry and you knew Dad would be a softy or something like that, then was that really a repentance? And how does that affect the parable? That's all.
1: Well, I think he's like the thief who's sorry he got caught, but he's not sorry he stole.
4: Right. So is he forgiven? Yes.
1: Absolutely. But not based on his, the sincerity of his repentance, based on the hesed of his father. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you made the case that these three go
3: together, and the purpose is not the prodigal son. So, yeah, the good point. So loose ends are left loose because they aren't the focus here.
1: And I've never seen that. That's so good, because the, the sheep in the coin didn't repent, but they were lost and they got found. Yeah, right. Why? Because they were looked for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who, that's good. Very good. Yeah. You're gonna hear that again. No, but is that that's what you mean? I'm not putting words in your mouth. No. Did y'all hear that? Did you get that? Yeah. Very good. Well, I think it shows us the love of the father too, because I think of my own relationship with my children and you said it a lot of times they say they're sorry because they got caught. It's not because they're so much repentant, but they know that their parents are loving and their parents are going to forgive them whether they're sincerely repentant or not. It it reflects on the Father's
2: love. And what does Paul say in
1: Romans? Paul says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. So like you said, the coin and the sheep were precious to the owner. And the lost son was precious to his Father as we are precious to our Heavenly Father, as our children are precious to us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I said, they repent because they got caught.
2: Mm-hmm. But they know if their parents love them, they'll be forgiven. And
1: it's, it's just a, an awesome picture of the Father. And my motivation then to, to change... Is that is the love and the forgiveness of my parents? Right. See, right. I you know I don't want to disappoint yeah. someone who loves me like that, and I think that's what when Paul says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Yeah. You know, um, so the so the message is just come back, yes. just come back, But yeah.
2: ultimately, in the
4: end, it's how you act after you, after you repent mm-hmm. that shows your sincerity. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you truly do are sincere. And, and change, then that's obvious. It'll be lived but if you out. Continue to live the life you've lived. You? Yeah, and but it, you're not really being sincere. Are you?
1: Well, but it, you see, even at that, again, don't, let's not think about the, the the person. Let's think about the God who forgives. And what does Jesus say? Peter says, "How many times do I forgive my brother?" Seven times, and he's trying to impress Jesus with that number. Right? And Jesus goes, "No, more times than you can imagine." Right, Seventy times seven, and so again, that's not to. We, we we don't know who God. If if I say, okay, oh, so God's going to keep on forgiving me, so I'll I'll sin boldly, right? Paul says that. If if God's that kind of guy, no, no, no. You don't know Him, right? Yes. Right. If you do that, you don't know Him. Yeah.
0: Glad to read your reactions to this program. You can send your comments, song requests, or questions to us when you write to in the studio at Michaelcard.com. We look forward to reading what you have to say. Again, in the studio at Michaelcard.com. And could you help get the word out about this program by posting a review? Invite a friend to subscribe. Accessing the podcast is easy on Apple Podcasts and Spotify when you search for Michael Card. And we're glad to announce that Michael's latest book, The Nazarene 40 Devotions on the Lyrical Life of Jesus, is available to order on our website. Look for the details about this companion resource at michaelcard.com. Again, michaelcard.com. And coming up, more music and conversation in just a moment here in the studio with Michael Card. The Christian Standard Bible, scholarly, accurate, readable, current. That's why we're excited to partner with CSB. I'm glad we're
1: partnering with the CSB. I got to see firsthand the way godly scholars work
0: together on this Bible translation. Now I get to use the CSB in my study and teaching. Visit csbible.com and explore the variety of options available to get this fresh translation into your hands. And when you order, receive your 40% discount on your CSB purchase at LifeWay when you use the promotion code CARD40. Just type CARD40 with no spaces for your 40% discount the Christian Standard Bible, a great translation, a great selection, and a great discount. So many study Bibles and editions designed to make God's Word accessible in our busy lives. Choose a copy that fits your needs online at csbible.com. I hope you'll
1: find one that will help you get serious about reading God's Word.
0: In the studio with Michael Card, and a special guest joins us here, Michael. His name is Gordon Modi. He's at the piano right now.
3: How
1: do you do that? I'm not sure. Are you thinking? No. Okay.
4: (laughs) <laughs>
1: Is there any way you could ever show
2: me
4: how to do that <laughs> I don't really you know people come up to me all the time and say you know how do you how do you hear a song and just and and play it i had I had one guy come up to me one night after a concert and he said, Man he said i God has just given you so what a gift i I wish I could listen to a song like that and just play it right after i've heard it and I said, Well." I wish I could drive. You know, we, all, we, we all have something. Now, what people need to know about that story is that you were sightless. Right. People ask me all the time, uh, you know, if, if I lost my sight or if I was born blind. I was uh, born blind. And, uh, you know, really, uh, I think that's so much easier than having lost your sight. I, I really pray for those who have to make that change in their lifestyle, because that's got to be really, really tough. And yeah. And uh, the other question I get asked the most probably is, uh, when did you start playing the piano? And uh, I started playing when I was three years old. Um, It was a Thanksgiving day, and we were at my grandmother's house, um, and uh, uh, the women were cooking in the kitchen, and and, uh, the men were watching some football in the den.
0: Ready for some football, <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> And they heard the piano start playing. And of course, as we all do, when we ever hear music, we it's just kind of a magnet, and everybody goes to see what's going on. And and uh, everybody thought it was probably my mom because she played in church, but she was pretty sure it wasn't her. Uh, <laughs> and she and my dad, everybody, you know, mom thought maybe dad had learned how to play in secret because they just bought a piano. But it wasn't Dad. He can barely play his own radio, Uh bless his heart. I love you, Dad. (laughs) Uh, But but, uh, they saw a little bitty me at three years old, and the first song I ever played was Jesus Loves Me.
1: So So you had that immediate connection.
4: Yeah, you know, that's when you know that it could only be a God thing. uh, You know, because, I mean, if my if any of my little ones had ever played that early, I would have totally freaked out, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, I wouldn't have, not, they'd have had to take me to the hospital. <laughs> but God is good, and, and uh, you know, he had a plan, and, uh, you know, I, I am so grateful for the gift he's given me, and, and uh, I feel like it's, a great opportunity to be able to share it with the rest of the world. I'm right. glad he's given me. I'm humbled by that. Well, Gordon
0: Mote, M-O-T-E, welcome to In the Studio. This is your first time with us.
4: It is, and uh, I am so glad to be here. I've listened to your show several times, and uh, I grew up being a uh, huge Michael Card fan, so it's great to meet you today, Mike. And, thank uh, you. It's great. to You do a great work, and you have just incredible music, and you've blessed so many people. Oh, thank mm.
1: you.
0: Thanks, Gordon. Mike, I like a guest who asks and answers his own questions. He's already posed two questions here. I have to scratch off my list. Yeah, you know, so. yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, Wayne, I like guests who say they like my
0: music, so. <laughs> so we're both happy. Okay. You've made us very happy today, Gordon.
4: All right. Well, I got to go. It's all, it's all
0: downhill from here. Yeah. No, no. You stay right where you no. are. We're going to spend this whole segment of the program together. Well,
1: we got requests. I've got two on my list. Okay. Uh, and uh, can we go right to music? Please, to let's do. Um, well, there's two. I think we we should start maybe with a more upside song, uh, Ain't Gonna Give Up on God? Sure. yeah. Uh, this to. is from Gordon's new record that we're going to talk more about in a minute. We will.
4: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's just get into it here. Let's see. Been through the fire, been through the flood, been
3: down in the valley, stuck in the mud. I've had to look up. Just to see bottom. If you're looking for stories, brother, I got 'em. But I ain't gonna give up. Ain't gonna give up on God. Been busted and bruised, battered and torn. Walked through the desert, weary and worn. I've had me some biscuits without any gravy but in every situation the hand of God fed me so I ain't gonna give up ain't gonna give up on God God that I serve can ride on the wind I've seen him come through time and again My salvation, my cornerstone A steady foundation I'm building on, Like old brother Job Went through the test At the end of the day I know I'm gonna be blessed So I ain't gonna give up Ain't gonna give up on God No, no, no faith because he promised to show up so i'll be here waiting you're wasting your time get behind me Satan. because i ain't gonna give up i ain't gonna give up on god no 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 because the god that i serve can ride on the wind i've seen him come through salvation, my cornerstone, a steady foundation, I'm building home, oh, oh, oh. when the going gets tough and the battle is long, the great God Jehovah is steady and strong, so I ain't gonna give up, I ain't gonna give up on God, no, no, no. upon God
0: Gordon Moat, where have you been my whole life <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to your radio show you, you say that to all the piano players <laughs> <laughs> oh man Jeff Taylor's responsible for this yes, you know you, that thank you Jeff
1: wherever you are God bless you
0: yeah. yeah, Jeff's been with us a number of times. He uh, said you, you there's a guy named Gordon. You got to have Gordon on the Jeff, program. you know,
1: we were supposed to play next month at that thing. You're going to play piano. I'm sorry.
4: Um <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I got to tell you something about Jeff. Uh when when they called me to do this and they said Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, he he's the one that recommended you and I said, "Well, I don't really like people that are more talented than I am, <laughs> but Jeff is an incredible talent. He plays every instrument known to man, and yeah. he actually played some Squeezebox on my first radio single yeah. from the, uh, the last album I did, There's No Place That Love Can't Reach. We had a radio single called I Catch Him, mm-hmm. and uh, he played Squeezebox on it and just tore it up. He was in here yesterday playing the piano with his right hand and the bass of the accordion with his left hand for Buddy Green most Th- of the day. It that's was, not fair. It
1: was. It was a little uh, it was bizarro world almost.
4: <laughs> and there's another one, Buddy Green. What a talent. Mm, yeah. And and I'm so proud to say that I live in the same neighborhood as Buddy Green. Oh, wow. That? Oh, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Ain't Gonna Give Up on God, that is on the CD. It is. It's uh, uh, Phil Johnson and Chaz Boussage uh, wrote that. And uh, boy, what a fun song to do every mm, night! Man, fun song to listen to. I tell you that it's from the CD. Don't let me pass. Don't let me miss the glory. Right. right. Don't let me miss the glory. The twenty third of October, it hits stores, and we have looked forward to this so much. I'm so appreciative to RSI Music Group, Bob Rogers, and his staff, and also the folks at Spring Hill, uh, uh, Celeste and Melissa, and uh, Barry Jennings, of course, who runs all the Gaither uh, organization, and they have just gotten behind this, and they're so excited about it, and that makes me excited. Mm-hmm, I, I feel mm-hmm. like this CD could really reach a lot of folks. All right. You can't
1: do this by yourself. You got to have help, and, and I appreciate you stopping and thanking the people that are helping, because we can't do what we do unless someone helps.
4: You're exactly right, yeah. and I, and they have a vision for it, and I, I tell you something else that, that we couldn't do this without is our families, because uh, they are so supportive. I have a Beautiful wife. We've been married 15 years, and uh, we have uh, three kids. We have uh, uh, Samantha, uh, who's 11, and Parker, who will soon be eight, one boy and one girl. And uh, we have a brand new <laughs> baby boy, Ashton Graham, hmm. who uh, we are just so excited. Uh, he's just, uh, oh, I can't tell you. He's <laughs> just so precious. <laughs> Makes it really hard to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it but was al- hard before, but, but now it's just yeah,
1: really tough. But awfully nice to come home. Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. awesome. when they run out the front door, Daddy, man, that's pretty. <laughs> that's that's as good as it gets. Yeah. yeah. Gordon, good. how about something else from the new CD? Uh, I got another request. Mm. Okay. When when I came in, you were playing uh, "Wake Up Dancing," and I just heard the first verse, but I was hooked. Would
4: well, you God bless that? you. This is a song that we all can relate to because we've all lost a loved one. Uh, maybe. Uh, from a tragic uh, loss. Uh, They may have been taken from us in the split second, or it may be because they've suffered from a long sickness. Uh, You know, it's tough either way, Uh, but we have that assurance that if they've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of of their lives, and and we know Jesus Christ, we're all going to meet up there one day very soon, and we're all going to have glorified bodies. No matter what kind of sickness we've suffered from, we're all going to wake up dancing.
3: straight back wicker chair
4: Up next
3: to Grandpa's bed And with a voice left weak by pain As Grandpa softly said Could you get my cowboy boots And that gold pocket watch of mine And bring me my Sunday suit With a vested satin line When he saw the sadness in his grandson's eyes He said, I've got to be prepared Cause I'm going home tonight I'm going to waltz across the heavens While a band of angels play I'm going to two-step on some stardust a million miles away You'll never have a new beginning Until you reach the end And these old legs are gonna come to life again Gonna wake up dancing He said if it's not too much trouble There's one thing left to do. Since I'm going to see your grandma, could you get her favorite shoes? The ones with those ribbons, red and trimmed in white. The last time she had them on, I believe we danced all night. And why she left this playing to see Your grandma never danced with anyone but me And we're gonna waltz across the heavens while a band of angels play We're gonna two-step on some stardust A million miles away You'll never have a Until you reach the end And these old legs are gonna come to life again We're gonna waltz across the heavens While a band of angels play We're gonna two-step on some stardust A million miles away come to life again, gonna wake up dancing, gonna wake up dancing, wake up dancing.
1: You've got to talk. No,
0: talk. Michael's pointing to me, and I want <laughs> Michael talk. to talk. I, you got us in a puddle of tears over here, Gordon. That was great. Thank you. Oh. Uh. Can you imagine someone listening right now who's just lost a loved one? Yeah. thinking about that.
4: You know, we get people every night that, and uh, you know, that are just in tears, and all all you can do is hug them. You yeah. know, and you mm-hmm. just—that's the best thing to do. But you know, uh, I I love a song like that because what hope? You know, what hope? There is in that, you know. We're all going to come to life again.
1: Yeah, and that—that's not manipulation. That's you're just giving voice to something that's mm-hmm. a reality. I mm-hmm. mean, if you believe—if you believe heaven's a reality, you bet. We and, all
4: know it. It's sometimes just good to yeah. visit it again.
1: Yeah, I just—I think too. I get—I tend to get suspicious because people have sung lightly about heaven, and you know and but to hear hear it sung it, you engaged my imagination in a fresh way about yeah. what it's going to be like because i was immediately thinking of bill lane
0: and all yeah <laughs> the cd is called don't let me miss the glory and what a what a chill i still have from that last song Gwen. well you need to hear this one um
1: th- this is the song that introduced uh, jeff played we were we were driving across england actually and he had his uh ipod and and, you know, he, he ta- he's always talking about different players and how great they are. And I go, yeah, 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 Jeff, yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. He goes, well, you got to hear the song. I go, yeah, okay. So he puts, uh, if you could see her through my eyes.
4: Yeah, if they could see you through my they eyes. They could see
1: you through my eyes. And uh, driving across the English countryside, um, you, you, you have you need to introduce it, though. You need to set it up.
4: Well, this is a simple little love song I wrote for my wife about five years ago, and I just, uh, you know, we could spend several of your radio shows just talking about how special she is. Uh, She's just beautiful on the inside and the outside. And uh, she's a very godly woman, and I'm just so grateful that God chose her for me and me for her. But a simple little love song that I wrote about five years ago, I never knew God would use it in such a powerful way, and that I'd sing it all over the country, you know, every night, if they could see you through my eyes.
3: a lucky man I am Though they all can see Who you really are, if they could see you through my eyes. All I have to do is gently touch your face, and baby. I can tell so much. Though I'll never see the way you look at me, I know I'm the lucky one. If they could see. see you through my eyes. In the quiet of night when I hold
1: take that, that song as a challenge uh, to, to all husbands from you to, to really see their wives, because I, I don't think we see them. I mean, those of us <laughs> with, with, with glasses sight. on yeah. don't see them, you know mm. what I'm saying?
4: Well, I'll tell you what, God is the giver of all good things, and those of us who are blessed to have incredible wives, as, as we do, uh, we should so be thankful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gordon Mote. Ooh the new CD, Don't Let Me Miss the Glory. Gordon, you, you have an invitation to come back here anytime. I hope you know that.
4: Oh, I, God bless you. Now, that song is not on the new CD. I that's understand. On a, mm-hmm. That's on a previous album called There's No Place That Love Can't Reach. And I'd love for folks to visit our website, www.gordonmote.com, G-O-R-D-O-N-M-O-T-E. You can. We just love to keep in touch with our friends. And what we'll
0: do, Gordon, we'll link our site to your site.
4: That'll be great. We'll do the very yeah. same thing. It'll yeah,
0: be great. great. Yeah. If this time together has been valuable for you, please take a moment and pass along your comments or post a review of this podcast. Pass along the link for this program to a friend. Search for Michael Card on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And we hope you'll take a moment and email your reactions to this hour. You can send your comments, song requests, or questions to us when you write in the studio at michaelcard.com. We look forward to reading your email again, in the studio at michaelcard.com. And we want to remind you to check out our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible when you visit csbible.com. Find an edition that fits your needs. And when you order, use the promotion code CARD40, typed with all caps and no spaces, to receive your 40% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. And we hope you'll join us for next week's podcast release. For all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Lance Mansfield, and our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to this edition of In the Studio with Michael Card.